Go Your Own Way is brought to you by HCN, your source for original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news. Enjoy the adventure! Hello listeners and welcome back to Go Your Own Way, your favorite podcast that has us in it. <laughs> well, unless you like another podcast that has you guys in it. <laughs> yeah. This is your host, Peter. This is your host, Eric. And this is your guest, Matt. Hooray! Uh, so if you listeners listened last time, when we hope you did. <laughs> I mean, what else do listeners do? That's what they do. They listen. Um, <laughs> if you listened to our last episode, uh, we are halfway through a story called something Tower, Tower of Tower, Riddles. Tower of Riddles <laughs> um, <laughs> that Eric has bestowed upon us, and uh, we got about halfway through the Tower of Riddles, and uh, we cheated most of the time because <laughs> they're too hard. But um, we're gonna try to finish the the story now in this episode. And to remind you, although it wasn't really that relevant last time, to remind you of our characters, um, I was a gir- giraffe with a bowler hat. And I am the creepy neighborhood dude with a snow shovel from Home Alone. And I am a uh, fancy-dressed anthropomorph- anthropomorphic banana who is asexually reproducing throughout the story. Just constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of happening quietly in the background, but just remember that that's happening, listeners. Okay. Also, side note, Eric, the fact that you mentioned Home Alone is that like some kind? Of, do we have to say every time you say that? Do you have to say like Shovel Man is copyright Paramount production? <laughs> I owe Macaulay Culkin one tenth of my soul now. <laughs> that's less than me. <laughs> oh good he can be our why. next guest in order to collect uh, okay so let's continue with our story alright uh, at the bottom of the stairs you open a door to reveal another round room this room has six doors they are each guarded by a suit of armor holding a different flag no ghosts appear to give you advice so you head towards the center of the room to choose a door The correct answer is America. (laughs) America. (laughs) It is then that the suits of armor come to life and bang the ends of their flags on the ground in unison. The American one is all fat. (laughs) (laughs) The first guard is holding a blue flag with white and red crosses going both from corner to corner and through the center of the flag. The guard shouts, none shall pass. The second guard is holding a flag with vertical blue, white, and red stripes. He shouts, Persona ne puede entrar. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, The third guard is holding a flag with red stripes at the top and bottom, a yellow stripe in the middle, and to the left a picture of a shield with a crown on top. He shouts, Nadie puede pasar. The fourth guard is holding a flag with horizontal black, red, and yellow stripes. He shouts, Niemand darf passieren. <laughs> the fifth guard is holding a blue flag with a yellow cross going through. He shouts, Ingnen kan passera. The sixth guard is holding a flag with vertical green, white, and red stripes. He shouts, Viene dentre piccola persona. Okay. So um, I'm just have... I was just trying to like mentally identify the different flags as you were going through. I got like half of them. Oh, good because I don't know any of them. Yeah, okay. I think I got I got a couple of them. Uh, we have the option of the six doors. We can also knock the suits of armor over like dominoes or <laughs> ask for a hint. Okay. Um, I assume that knocking them over isn't the answer because they could I fall mean, on us. I would guess not. Or just, like, stab us or something. Yeah. Like, I, uh, <laughs> with their flag, like uh, Mel Gibson in The Patriot. Yeah. I mean, I am a draft, and I can trample them all. <laughs> but that wouldn't help us choose the right door. Does uh, the banana happen to have learned any other languages besides English? Uh, actually, the banana doesn't even speak English. She's just been really confused this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's kind well, of along for the ride. Africa is very multicultural, right, giraffe? 
you must uh, speak oh, languages. Oh, does that mean I'm, my character is black? <laughs> well, I mean, you're from Africa. There are Dutch Africans, and mm. you know various other colonial. Well, I guess I'm Drafican. <laughs> you're Drafican. <laughs> I approve. I like that joke. Oh my god, that is oh the worst god. joke I've ever told. So. <laughs> yes. Going back to the descriptions of the flags, uh, the first one you said was blue with yellow crosses. Oh, yeah. Or something. Um, here, just a second. Okay, so the first guard is holding a blue flag with white and red crosses going both from corner to corner and through the center. I don't, on the top of my head, know what flag that is. Yeah, I can't picture that. Um, but he is speaking in English. Uh, this... Oh, maybe it's Welsh. Was that the West uh, flag, that, perhaps? Wait, no. Wait, oh, that's the British flag. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the first one. Second guard's holding vertical blue, white, and red. That one looks like it's French. Yeah. Third guard is red stripes at the top and bottom, yellow stripe in the middle, and to the left. Uh, that one I don't know. That's uh, Spain. Oh, okay, cool. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Fourth is horizontal black, red, and yellow, which is Germany. Yeah. Or possibly... Isn't, like, well, Nether- sh- Netherlands or something, like, the opposite order? But the, oh. what, he, what he shouts makes a lot more sense if you say it with a German accent. Cause yeah. He, he shouts, Niemen darf passieren! <laughs> and as you all know, to say something in German, you have to shout it. Of course. Yeah, those are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the one rule. Of German. It doesn't matter what you say as long as you're shouting. <laughs> the fifth guard is holding a blue flag with a yellow cross. Okay. Isn't, isn't that like... It's... It's like du- Dutch? Like well, blue, blue with, I think, a white cross is Greece. Oh, okay. But yeah. this is yellow. I think you might be correct. Yeah, the, the blue with the white cross is definitely Greece. Yeah. I don't know what blue with a yellow cross is. I mean, that language looks like something that you would see in an Ikea manual. Darf sounds pretty Scandinavian. Oh, wait a minute. Is it Sweden? Because blue and yellow are also the Ikea colors. That's true. Maybe this is just just the guard that represents Ikea. Ask him for some meatballs. (laughs) You open up up the door and it has the exit, but you have to build it yourself. (laughs) It's just like an assemble yourself ladder that leads you to the, the bottom of the tower. It gives a new meaning to go your own way. <laughs> go the way that is your own because you built it. Uh, <laughs> and the sixth guard is holding a flag with vertical green, white, and red. And that's Italy. Yeah. Okay. So what are we trying to f- figure out here? Well, they're all saying something in these different languages. And somehow we have to know what they're saying in each of them. Looking at all of these, um, persona ne puede entrar means no one will enter. Oh, Nadie yeah. puede yeah. pasar, no one will pass. Niman darf pasiren, that sounds a lot like no one, none shall pass. Yeah. Ignin kan pasera also sounds like none shall pass. But vieni dentro piccolo persona sounds like something, something little person, like come this way, little person. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I also don't know Italian, but I do know one thing I do know about Italian is that they it takes it seems to take more words to say stuff and a lot of hand gestures. Yeah, that right. too, which we're not getting in this text. <laughs> I know <laughs> I know piccolo, piccoloa, piccola. I know that's little. Okay. Um vieni like voi is or um like va va vamo veni vidi vici means I right came, i saw it conquered well, so it's like exactly come. so that's like right. come or go or whatever dentro i have no idea about dentro probably teeth right so it's like little teeth right that's definitely right. gotta be it yeah. so you bring me little teeth i just cheated and i put <laughs> it into google translate <laughs> and it actually is a, it does actually mean come on and little person so cool. You were exactly right. Hooray! I think we would have come to that conclusion anyway, so I don't think that's too big a cheat. Yeah, I mean, we we basically had it. I'm just confirming that that's the right one. Right. Um, that's cool, I guess. 
I think that's the right one. This is like that wolf riddle, though. Like, it's not really a riddle. It's just, hey, do you know other languages? (laughs) Right. Hey, do you happen to know Italian? (laughs) Because if not, you're probably going to die. If not, you're dead. (laughs) All right. Well, the sixth door didn't kill us. What a nice Italian suit of armor. You open the door, and the guard kindly steps aside to let you pass. Adio piccola persona, he calls after you. Cercate di non morire in un mundo brutto, and then he hops on a Vespa and drives away. <laughs> does it really say that? No, it does not. Oh. Oh. No, I'm sorry. The funniest part of this so far was added by me. Oh. Thank you. And good thank job. You very much. It's a big amita ball. <laughs> he rolls away on a meatball. <laughs> hey, I don't lose your spaghetti. <laughs> The next room is a rather cheerful change of pace in this otherwise rather depressing haunted tower. A little girl's room, painted pink with little purple curtains draped over a little bed, and more toys than a princess could ask for. Oh, this okay. is already kind of terrifying. Yeah, I this see is little person now. Okay. Uh. Dollhouses complete with furniture and little tea sets for the dolls, rocking horses, every kind of toy animal you can think of, and the most incredibly lifelike puppets. In the center of the room is a table on which sits a little model village. On one side of the village is a little river with an island in the middle. There are three men in a little boat on the island. If I have to say little one more time, I'm probably going to light on fire. You can say piccolo. (laughs) Have you come to play with me? You hear a little voice ask. I'm sorry, just a second. Have you come to play with me? Have you come to play with me? You hear a little voice ask as you turn around to see a young girl about five years old dressed up in a pretty green dress with a crown of flowers in her hair. Apparently, the girl fancies herself a bit of a princess. Unlike the rest of the people in this tower, though, the girl is not a ghost. Everything about her seems completely real. I've seems been trying to real. Finish... <laughs> right? She's got fake tits. Oh my god. God damn it. <laughs> what? That is how you win a child pageant. <laughs> Well, you're definitely being the creepy guy with the snow shovel. (laughs) He totally said that in the movie. (laughs) I've been trying to finish this game for ages, she tells you, standing on a stool to get a better view of the model village. My daddy gave it to me. He says only a real smart person can figure it out. The child then turns to you and considers you for a moment. You don't look very smart, she says sadly. (laughs) I was just thinking, is that that, that her, her dad's way of abandoning her? Being like, right. only a smart person can figure this out. Here, five-year-old, try to figure it out. Bye. <laughs> All right. Before you can either agree or object, you suddenly find yourself shrinking down to the size of a little toy soldier. Son of a bitch. Rather carelessly, the girl picks you up between her thumb and forefinger and drops you on the little model island. Now listen carefully, the girl tells you with a rather bossy tone. There's three men on the island. The ugly one is a bad man who threw a lady in the river and drowned her. The angry one is the lady's brother, and he's very cross with the bad man for killing her. The scared-looking man saw the ugly one drown the lady. He's very scared because he thinks the bad man is going to kill him, too, so that he won't tell anybody what happened. You are the ferryman, and you have to get all three of the men to the village so that they can take the bad man to court. Um, But you can only take one man at a time. You can't leave the lady's Uh, brother alone with the bad man, or the lady's brother might get angry and kill him. Also, you can't leave the bad man alone with the scared man, because if you do, then the bad man might kill the scared man, so that he can't tell anyone what happened. Now, who are you going to take first? Okay, so, I do, actually, I do know this one. I've heard a variation of it, if it's like, it's like a fox, a chicken, and a bag of feed. Right. You gotta take one across the the basically the trick is you i don't remember which like what order it is but you take one across and leave it there you go back grab a second one and when you bring the second one there you take the first one back with you and then you take the third one over and then you go back and get the first one yeah or something like that can you carry how many you can only carry one in the boat at a time right you can only carry one in the boat at a time and it's asking us which do we take over first okay um, well, basically, we need to identify which pair can go together. Is that any of them or no? Brother and witness can go together. Okay, so... Right. So you take the ugly one. You take the bad guy first. 
Yeah, yeah take... you take the murderer first. Okay. Yeah, and so then he's... you take the murderer over, then you go back in the empty boat, then you grab, like, the brother. You bring the brother over, drop the, the angry brother guy. off. Yeah, then you drop off the angry guy, put the bad guy back in your boat, take the bad guy over, then switch the bad guy for the scared uh, guy, scared and then guy. bring him over. Yeah. Okay. So the, the question is, which one do you take first? It's, yeah, it's or... the ugly guy. Okay. Okay, you row to the model village on the village is the murderer. Now what do you do? Now we need to leave the murderer and row back on your own, correct? Yeah. You row to the model island. On the island are the woman's brother and the witness. Who do you take across next? It doesn't actually matter, right? Because we're rowing back with the murderer. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. I suppose. We did say brother in our little hypothetical thing. Yeah. Okay, so we will take the brother... You row to the village. On the village are the murderer and the victim's brother. We want to take it across. We want to take the murderer. Yeah. And then we want to take the witness. Row back on our own. And we pick up the murderer. And we're done. Nice. Yay. Woo! I really feel like this riddle should have been the second one and not that animal riddle. (laughs) Well, it helps that we, like, already knew this one. But I do feel like this is a more popular riddle. Like I feel like I've seen this a couple times. Yeah. Before, yeah. Whereas I've never before seen a riddle where the answer was just the first letter of all the lines. That's not a riddle. That's just fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense really... to whatever that guy's name is. I think it's a woman. Briar Rose. Rose. Oh. Well, I mean, whoever, whoever it is. It's a very good story. Um, while technically asexual, I would think Briar Rose would be a female's name. As an asexual banana, I know a lot about this. <laughs> I concur. So, as the asexual banana, are you the author of the story? Maybe. Maybe I'm Briar Rose. That was the riddle all along. Except I don't speak English, so this was translated from my native tongue, which is... Italian. Which is why some of these things don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Oh, goodness. We got past one because we knew the answer. <laughs> All right. With all three men safely on the other side of the river, you hear the little girl squeal with delight. Yay, I done it, I done it, I finished the game. You Uh, feel a little ticked off. (laughs) Bitch. We did indeed. She's getting slapped. (laughs) You feel a little ticked off at her bragging, considering you did all the work, but at least the riddle is solved, and the child uses whatever magical power she possesses to change you back to your normal size. Thank you for playing with me. I think I'll get some rest now. Have fun playing riddles with Daddy. Instead of taking a nap in the bed, though, the girl walks over to the collection of life-sized puppets and sits down amongst them. Staring at the puppets for a while, you realize the girl is so still she's not even breathing. This whole thing feels like a Twilight Zone episode. (laughs) Yes, it totally does. This puppet thing is very Twilight Zone. Like, oh, then you found out she's a puppet. (laughs) Yes, it turns out she is, in fact, a lifelike wooden doll. Whoever this mad master of the tower is, he's made himself his own toy children just to play riddles with them. The man seems creepier by the minute, and you do hope your paths don't cross before you find your way out of here. I doubt that's going to happen. Well, on to the next room with you. After leaving the doll's nursery, you follow another hallway and descend yet more stairs to arrive in a large room that is practically empty, save for a long red carpet leading to a large and rather fancy-looking chair. This must be where the Lord of the Tower used to do all his important lordly work, before he went mad and cursed the entire tower, of course. Suddenly, you hear a strange, manic kind of laughter coming from behind you, but before you can turn around, you feel a horrible shiver of cold running through your body, as a strange ghost does a cartwheel through your body. This ghost is dressed in blue and green motley, complete with a little hat with bells on. I'm Ghosty the Clown. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to move through your body. Oh, no. (laughs) Which give him away to be the tower's jester. After some more cartwheels, rolls, and assorted acrobatics, the jester takes a seat at the foot of the chair where his master used to sit. (laughs) Ha ha ha, I knew you'd be here. Master told me... Told me you'd come, he did, but he never said you'd be so ugly. You decide rather quickly yourself that this is not a particularly funny jester. He sent me with a riddle, he did. A clever little riddle it is. You listen careful now, because he'll only say it once. He doesn't know that we have copy and paste. That's right. (laughs) 
Sucker. You've been doing pretty well with the riddles so far, so you expect solving this one shouldn't be too much trouble. Much to your frustration, though, rather than reciting a riddle as the jester promised, he starts giving you a long list of numbers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you guys know me in numbers. Yeah, this is going <laughs> to be This will be interesting. Okay. So, 23, 8, 1, 20. Wait, 23. I'm going to write this down. 23. Yeah. I'm going to copy and paste this in like a second. Uh, well, I was going to type it to save you the work of Oh, okay. copy, paste. Oh, 20... you're so sweet, Peter. Thank you. Mm, 23, <laughs> 8. Okay, so it's 23. Uh, you guys a little space. And then slash 8. Okay. So put a slash between each one. Okay. 1, 20. Uh, I already know what this is. 8, 1, 19. And a 1. 8, 5, 1, 4. 1. Is this like an IP address or something? <laughs> I'm almost certain that it's a straight number for letter substitution. Uh. Yeah. And then 20, 1, 9, 12 9 19 <laughs> We should just had you copy and paste this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then okay. 2 18 15 23 14 and then 2 21 20 I'm going to kill this jester. <laughs> 8 1 19 14 15 12, 5, 7, 19. And then he says, what number comes next? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, you're thinking this is like a number letter substitution? Yeah, and I think it's just 1 is A, 2 is B, 3 is C. Okay. Because yeah. you've, you've got a bunch of 1s sitting by themselves. So that means so either A or I. I can start going through this if you guys want me to. Um, sure. In Notepad, and I can just start weaving through some of this. Uh, what is eight? A eight, B C D H. E, I think it's what. A B C D E F G H. Okay. Oh, you think it's? Oh, yeah. That's what. Well, let me just. What has? What has a? H. What has a head? E A D. Right. Yeah, what has a tail is brown, but oh, wow. has okay. no legs. Yeah, the two middle ones are E and G. Yeah. What has a head, a tail, is brown, but has no legs. Has a head, has a tail, is brown, but no legs. Well, I think it's like a penny. Right? Oh, uh, that is one of our options. Oh. Oh, we had options? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do have options. Uh, they are man, the letter E, a river, tomorrow, the stars, a watermelon, a coffin, darkness, a penny, a candle, uh, 852, and I need a hint. Um, yeah, penny. I'm going to guess penny, because I think that... I am. Yeah. You immediately were like, Penny, I think that fits everything. It's one of our options. I'm happy going with that. Okay. Unless we die. Well, yeah. Hey! De- death by pennies. You were correct. Oh. Yeah. Cool. See, okay, that's kind of a riddle. Kind that's of. That's a riddle. Well, that's more of a. What do they call those? Where you just have to, like, replace. Like, you know what I'm talking about? It's a type of puzzle. It's a code. Like, code thing, yeah. A cipher. Although I guess it was a riddle. We had to decode it first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that one's arguably the first legitimate riddle we've had. <laughs> what was the very first one we did? The very first one was the nothing. Yeah, Which is a legitimate riddle. Yeah. What was the question? I I have bad memory. Um, It was like... It was just a... Oh, what does man fear? What does man... What fear is, more. Uh, yeah. What is man? Love more than life. Fear more than death and strife. Um, yeah. That okay. So I mean, like that. That was a legitimate riddle as well. Yeah. So this is the second one out of six. That was totally a legitimate <laughs> riddle. Yeah. One yeah. out of okay. three ain't bad. All right. <laughs> 
Alright, the ghostly jester gives you a round of applause at your answer. Ah, so you speak in numbers. Well done. Good work. Well, I suppose this means I have to let you go now. Oh well, off you go then. 7, 15, 15, 4, 12, 21, 3, 11 and all that. I don't care enough to figure out these. Just, uh... I would guess it's good luck. Yeah, it's oh. good luck. And with that, the jester jumps up to pull on one of the two cords that is hanging near the lord's chair. Oh, good thing we didn't pull the other cord. All right. It looks like one of those cords that nobles use to ring for servants, but rather than ringing a bell, the cord opens a trap door that sends you falling down to the room below, <laughs> landing with a nasty bump on your arse. Well, at least you didn't have to go down more stairs. The room is dark, save for the light coming from the trap door. All you can see in the room is a table on which sit three things. A large bowl of water, a small pot, and a piece of paper with a list of names and numbers written on it. Oh, fuck balls. The <laughs> list looks like this. John, 2.7. Mark, 9.41. Matthew, 27.24. Joshua, 3.15. Luke, 8.24. Well, you're obviously supposed to do something with the water in the cup. What do you want to do first? You can have a drink, fill the pot with water, wash your face, wash your hands, pour the water out of the bowl, smash the pot on the floor, do the hokey cokey. I need a hint. Okay, so these are all Bible references. Yes. So we have to look them all up. Um, and then it'll tell us something about the water. The yep. waters of baptism. Okay, so what's the first one? Uh, the first one is John 2.7. John 2, 7. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. So we should fill the pot with water first. So I think we just need to do these in the correct order. Okay. You fill the pot with water. Nothing seems to happen, but you're not dead. So apparently you haven't done anything wrong yet. You take a look at the other names on the list. The next one okay. would be Mark 9.41. What kind of person... Do they expect to be able to get through this tower where you know Italian, can instantly translate numbers into letters, and know all these Bible verses off the top of your head? It's the Pope, because he's Italian, he knows the Bible, and like they speak in code at the Vatican, probably. <laughs> the favorite part of that is not how much sense it made, but how quick you were on that. You're just like, it, obviously it's the Pope. <laughs> And that's officially my favorite thing that has ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> Just boom. Oh, it's the Pope. <laughs> okay, so Mark Mark 941. Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. So it sounds like you gotta put the water pour the water into the cup now. We can drink the water, pour the water in the bowl, pour the water onto the floor, no. pour the water onto the list of names, or pour <laughs> the water over your head. Um, pour the water in the bowl? Yeah, I guess so. Put it in the bowl? I guess. Okay. It's the closest one. Uh, death by spiky walls. Oh, no. What? Suddenly the you Bible hear lied to us. an eerie creaking sound, which isn't particularly comforting, followed by the loud scraping of stone against stone, and after a while, the darkness around the table is broken when a stone wall covered in spikes starts heading your way. Apparently, whatever you did wasn't what you were supposed to do. You turn around to get away from the spiky wall, but behind you, another wall covered in spikes is heading your way. There doesn't seem to be anything you can do to stop them, and eventually one of the walls hits the table and starts pushing it towards you. You are forced to climb onto the table to avoid the spikes, but this doesn't do you any good since both walls push against the table so hard that it breaks beneath you when you are crushed between the two spikes. Okay, let's rewind a bit. Uh, I think um, we are meant to... Uh, is it drinking it? Drink it, yes. Yeah, okay. You drink the water and hold your breath. You're still alive! Hooray, well done. You take another look at the names on the list. Okay, what's the next one? Matthew 27.24. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that insisted an uproar was starting, he took the water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. 
I, so, I'm guessing we should wash our hands. Yeah. yeah. We're just learning so much about the Bible today. <laughs> you wash your hands. Now they're clean. No longer covered with the blood of Christ. Your mother would be <laughs> so proud. You take another look at the names on the list. Is that really what it says in there? No. No. Okay. The blood thing was added by me. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, this book is... Or this Choose Your Own Adventure novel is getting suddenly very preachy. <laughs> right? All right, Joshua 315. It's like, you make it out of the tower, but have you accepted Jesus into your heart? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real riddle. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge. That's the whole... So what so, is what is the options here? Uh, we can wash our hands again. We can have another drink. We can wash our face. We can wash our feet. Or we can wash behind our ears. Uh, let's wash our feet. Yep. Wow, clean hands and feet. And so far you haven't been killed in any horrific way. Well, the, we were, but... <laughs> well, just that once. The evil lord who rules over this tower must understand the importance of good hygiene. You take one last look at the names on the list. Luke 8.24. What do you do next? We read Luke 8.24. <laughs> right. Uh, the disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Okay, so we have the options wash your face... Sprinkle a little water over your head. Hold your breath <laughs> under the water for as long as you can. Try to walk on the water and yell at the water. Really? <laughs> Those are our options. Um. Well, I think we might have to yell at it, or maybe we drown ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real escape from the tower. <laughs> the um, only escape is death. Yeah, I mean, yelling at the tower seemed. Or, <laughs> Yelling at the water seems funny, but um, wait. So the only two that made at least a little bit sense was sprinkling it on your head to symbolize rain, hmm. or yelling at it, which is rebuking it. Right. I'm really kind of leaning towards yell at the water. As silly as that sounds, I- I'm down for that. We don't get to yell at water enough on this show, <laughs> right? We get to yell at so many other inanimate objects, but not water and each other. <laughs> well, that too. Hey, you stupid water! Be clouds or be nothing. Is that what Jesus said? <laughs> yes, that's how we're... They, that's why they omitted it from the, the actual wording. Yeah, everybody around him was just kind of like, oh, it's kind of just insane, actually. <laughs> okay, this feels really weird, but you try to get yourself riled up and give the bowl of water a very angry glare. You, bad, bad water, you rebuke it. <laughs> you can start behaving right now, or I'll... Give you a stern warning and wag my finger at you. Then you'll be sorry. The water doesn't do anything noticeably different. But after a few seconds, you hear a loud creaking sound and a ray of light appears across the room as a secret door slowly swings open. Good work. Father Fitzgerald always told you it was important to learn your memory verses. Looks like he was right. Thank you, Father Fitzgerald. (laughs) Thank you, Internet. (laughs) Father Internet. (laughs) Yes. The door leads to another staircase, although this one somehow seems far scarier than all the rest. I just want to say that that actually was a pretty good one, too. That was a pretty decent one. It's it's getting us to think and stuff. It's almost pitch dark as you make your way down, and the chill in the air seems almost unnatural. Several times you think you hear the squeaking and flapping of bats flying around above your head. Eventually, you see a faint glow of light at the bottom of the stairs. As you follow it, you find yourself in the most disturbing part of the tower so far. Hmm. Even though you're in a tower, this room looks more like some kind of mausoleum. Along the narrow halls are two rows of coffins. If this isn't creepy enough, the only source of light in the room is coming from a single candle. And that candle is being held by a rather disturbingly looking pale man with raven hair, wearing a long black cape. This man regards you quietly for a moment before giving you a wide grin, showing off his pointy teeth. This can't be good. Uh, so I'm going to say that this guy looks like Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Just, you know. Okay. Feel free to play some Bauhaus over this section. 
Ah, a guest. Welcome to my humble abode. It has been such a long time since we have had visitors. Well, I suppose we should get down to business. My name is Vlad. Normally, I would be asleep at this hour, but my lord told me you would be coming. And he asked me to wait for you to tell you a few things. You see, there are twelve coffins in this room, yes? Well, I can tell you now that there are only eleven vampires in this room. One of the coffins is not a coffin at all. It is merely a doorway to the next room. Your task here is very simple. Figure out which door is empty, and then go through it. The vampire then stretches his arms and lets out a yawn. Now, if you will excuse me, I will retire. I have not slept all day, and there is a long night ahead of me, you know. With that, the vampire hands you his candle and heads over to the third coffin to the left in the top row and shuts himself in to get some rest. Well, that wasn't very helpful. So far, all you know is that Vlad is in coffin number three. Maybe you should look for more clues. Wait, so that means there's 12 coffins. And I mean, there is another one that is not a vampire, but we have no way to eliminate it. Unless we open up all of them. So now at this point, we have the option to inspect each of the 12 coffins. We can choose a door, or we can say, I need a hint. Well, let's inspect them. Okay. Coffin number one. There is a note pinned to the coffin door. Dear Salem, if it's not too much trouble, I was wondering if you'd mind switching coffins with me. I know it's a strange request, but you'd be doing me a huge favor. Ever since Bones declared his undying love for Raven, and she shot him down, he's been turning his attentions to me, and to be honest, I'm starting to find it really creepy. (laughs) Uh, So that means that one is right next to him. Yeah. Uh, Bones, is it? Uh, Yeah. So Bones... It might actually help if I, like, draw this out. I was going to say, if you've got a piece of paper, start drawing this shit out. I have paper next to me, but not a pen, so I'm going to open up Adobe Illustrator. (laughs) Property of uh, Adobe whatever. Part of the the creative cloud. Did they say what the sort of geometry or the layout of these coffins is? Because they said, like, (laughs) is the third from the left in the first row? So it's like, I'm assuming there's, like, six and then six, right? There's two rows of six, yeah. Okay, gotcha. One through six is on top of seven through 12, right? Yes. So we know, I think yes. I'm pretty sure that Bones is number two, but I'm just, if it's not right, I'll change it. Well, no, because this guy, because I think the note is being left for the guy that he wants to trade places with. Yes. So oh, the, the, right. Good point. Right. Yeah. So the guy who wrote the note isn't in coffin number one. Right. Okay. You're smart. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, if it's not too much trouble, I was wondering if you'd mind switching coffins with me. I know it's a strange request, but you'd be doing me a huge favor. Ever since Bones declared his undying love for Raven, and she shot him down, he's been turning his attentions to me, and to be honest, I'm starting to find it really creepy. His unwanted affection would be a lot easier to handle if Bones wasn't sleeping in the coffin next to me. I'm asking you not just because your coffin is the furthest away from Bones, but I figured it would help you Uh, out too, since your coffin just happens to be next to the most annoying vampire in the world. Also, if you switched with me, you'd be right next to the new guy, and I know you want to keep an eye on him. Personally, I don't think you have anything to worry about. The boy seems fine to me. I think he just needs time to adjust, like we all did when we first turned. Try to be more easygoing with him. Let him know he's one of us now. Shadow. Okay, so uh, one one thing I did catch is that you said that Bones is the farthest one away. Is yes. that correct? So that, that would make it number 12. Because that's as far as you can get from number one right. in this layout. So we have two of them down. Okay, so... That should also mean that number 11 is... The new guy? Not, a, not the door. Well, yeah, right. Eleven should be this shadow's coffin. So Shadow was saying, "Hey, I'm next. I'm trapped next to Bones, right?" Right. Shadow is saying, "Hey, I'm trapped next to Bones. Will you switch with me? Because your coffin is the absolute furthest from Bones, and I'm right next to him." Okay. So eleven is Shadow. Twelve is Bones. So we got those two. Plus we know Vlad is three. 
Right. So we've got three of them down. Who was the new guy that they were talking about near the end? Uh, just a second. Also, if you switch with me, you'd be right next to the new guy, and I know you want to keep an eye on him. Okay, so, so new guy is number... 10 is the new yeah, guy. Yeah, number 10 is new guy. They also mention Raven. Uh, they don't mention anything about where Like where she, she is. is. Okay. They do not mention where Raven is. That's pretty good start. We've got 4 out of 10 marked down. Okay. And we only need to mark 9, or 11. Right. right. So. And then uh, just move on to Coffin 2? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you notice nothing unusual about this coffin. Mostly they all look more or less the same. That was... That was nice. not helpful. Uh, that was anticlimactic. You win coffin the game! Coffin 3 is <laughs> Vlad's coffin. Yeah. He didn't try to drink your blood, at least. Maybe you could ask him for some help. We can actually knock on his door, no. or we can go back to the riddle. Let's keep going. Yeah, we can do that as a last resort. In case... I like my blood. Things don't <laughs> I prefer to keep uh, my blood inside my body. Nothing interesting about coffin four. Bananas don't have blood, though. I prefer to keep my banana inside my peel. <laughs> Except for those special occasions. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. For coffin six, we've got finally a coffin that's different from the others. While it's the same as the others in shape and structure, this coffin is noticeably smaller than all the others. Okay. So that's number six. Mm-hmm. That okay. Coffin eight. This coffin looks pretty much the same as the others, but you do notice that there's a trail of muddy footprints leading up to it. You also notice some black paint on the side of the door where someone's opened it. So that should mean that it contains a vampire. I hope. Uh, not necessarily. It could be like I guess a lot not of people go through here. It's like a bus stop, and people with muddy shoes go through the door. No, that's true. Wait, did did we look at number seven? Uh, number seven is just generic. This is a coffin. Oh. Uh, okay, so number ten. You notice nothing unusual about this coffin. Mostly they all look... Oh, wait! There's a book on top of this one. Standing up on your tippy toes, you manage to grab the book and pull it down. Opening to the first page, you glance over the words and think that this book looks like some sort of diary. This could be useful. Mm. We can read it, or we can go back. Let's read it. Seems also, like let's uh, let's remember that this is the new guy's coffin that we found this on. Okay. You read the diary, you cheeky invader of undead privacy. This is the latest entry. It's been almost a month since I was turned now, but I, I don't think I'll ever get used to this. I never thought I'd become something else. I suppose it's not all bad, though. The vampires that I share this tower with aren't so bad as the stories say. Some of them seem nice enough, and some of them are jerks. Just like humans, really. Vlad seems to be the leader. He's the one who turned me, though I have no idea why, and to be honest, I'm too nervous to talk to him. The other vampires all seem to treat him with a great deal of respect, except maybe for Nyx, who is the single most unbelievably annoying individual I have ever met, and drives all the others insane with his manic cackling and unfunny jokes. Nyx? Nyx. N-Y-X. Okay. Lestat and Fang are friendly enough. They were brothers when they were alive, but it's hard to get to know them as individuals since they're constantly together. They eat together and hunt together, and of course their coffins are right next to each other. The only real differences between them is that Lestat is a naturally talented bard and often entertains the others, while poor Fang always gets stuck doing all the dirty jobs around here that the others seem to think are beneath them. I'm not too keen on Salem or Bones. I have no what I no idea what I did, but Salem's really got it in for me. I suppose it's because I'm the new guy and he doesn't feel like I'm one of them yet. Bones hasn't really done anything wrong. He just looks and acts really creepy, though he seems to spend most of his time following the girls around, so he doesn't bother me all that much. Speaking of girls, the females in this place are insane. Not Shadow. She's a nice girl, and she's been trying to help me feel at home since I got here. Oh, baby. I suppose she's quite pretty, too, but not like Raven. Where do I start with Raven? In all my life, she is the most beautiful woman I've ever laid eyes on, with full red lips and black hair so long that it trails along the floor behind her. But I swear that woman is a cold-hearted witch. She seems to consider herself some kind of vampire royalty and looks down on me like I was something on the bottom of her shoe. Midnight just freaks me out. 
It's not really her fault, I suppose, but the thing is, Midnight was bitten and turned into a vampire when she was eight. But that was almost 40 years ago now, and she has a rather unhealthy interest in men. It's really awkward, because I'm constantly getting flirted with by a middle-aged woman in the body of a child. Okay, so Midnight is in number six, then. Because that was the small coffin. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Before you go on, like one of the very first things you mentioned when we got in here was something about Salem. Is that one of the... Yes. So who, when did you first mention that character in the first thing? Was that it's, like who the note was to? Yeah, I think so. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that means one is Salem then. Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Um, also, well, I guess we can get to this in a minute, but um, you did mention that like the two brothers are always together. The two brothers are always together and sleep next to each other. Um, so their coffins are... There's three different combinations of coffins that could work with that. Okay. Um, I don't know which one yet. Let's see. Then there's the woman who sleeps opposite me in coffin number four. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. Now, she is crazy personified. The other vampires are like humans and that they hunt because they're hungry. Mary is more bloodthirsty than a river full of leeches. No one really talks to her, because as soon as the sun sets, Bloody Mary goes out on an all-night killing spree and doesn't return until just before the sunrise, with her fangs dripping with blood. Bloody Mary. I swear it sends a shiver down my spine every time I look at her. Ugh. Hmm. Oh, is that, is, is, that, is that the whole... Okay. Yeah, that's it. Do you that's need me it? to read anything over again? Can you read the whole thing over again twice? Um, so, <laughs> one is Salem. Three is Vlad, four is Mary, six is Midnight, ten is New Guy, eleven is Shadow, and twelve is Bones. I don't know if that means anything to people listening to what I just said. Um, <laughs> there, there's nice. a the only uh, so two and five are um, individual separated ones. Um, then on the level below that, we have seven, eight, and nine, which is a group of three that we don't know yet. So the two brothers are either in seven and eight or eight and nine. Okay. So actually, eight is one of the brothers. Right, right. So we do know that one for sure is not the door. Good. All right, we're starting to narrow it down. So we've narrowed it down to four now, which is pretty good. Yes. Um, this they mentioned a bunch of other characters, but like I didn't, I didn't really well, get a feel for like where they were. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't really mention where they are. They just mention okay. names. Um, it seems. Is it okay? Is it possible to check out the last two coffins? The last two coffins don't give us anything. Uh, yeah. We could talk to Vlad, but I don't want to like get bitten. I feel like he's going to eat us. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, we are missing information, which might mean that we need to talk to him one more time. Let's just talk to him in the rewind if he does something stupid. All right, that's fine. Vlad opens his coffin and looks rather annoyed that you're disturbing him while he's trying to get some sleep. Damn it. Yes, yes, rather, rather impatiently. Vat do you want? We can ask, can I have a clue? <laughs> Which Could you tell the me door? the vampires' names, or do you guys really sparkle? <laughs> well, we know their names, and we don't yeah. care if they sparkle. Um, I guess we can ask for a clue. Yeah. Okay. We ask for a clue. Vlad lets out a sleepy sigh. All right, fine, I'll give you one clue, but you have to figure out the others by yourself, all right? Now, I can tell you that sleeping opposite me in coffin number nine is a dark-haired woman more beautiful than any creature the world has ever seen. Okay, so that's Raven. That's Raven. So that means Mm -hmm. the brothers are in seven and eight. Yeah, okay. So that only Um, leaves number two and five. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's your clue. Now, would you kindly let me sleep? We can ask for another clue. We can ask a different question, or we can go back to the room. Let's leave him alone. I don't want to piss him off. Okay. So we've narrowed it down to two. Um, what other... I thought they mentioned at least one, like two other characters the, in the diary. The last character is Nyx. Nyx, right. We just need to figure out if... Wait. We uh, just need to figure out if Nyx is in two or five. Yeah, can you go back to the diary, Eric, and um, read the part about Nyx? Yes, absolutely. Just a moment... The other vampires all seem to blah, 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 set maybe for Nyx, who is the single most unbelievably annoying individual I have ever met, and drives all the others insane with his manic cackling and unfunny jokes. Um, so, in that case, I'm going to guess Nyx is in five. Shadow wouldn't want to Oh, no, move. no, no, he's in two. He's in two because the, um, 
the note that Shadow left says, I'm asking you not be not just because your coffin is the first away from bones, but I figured it would help you out too, since your coffin just happens to be next to the most annoying vampire in the oh, world. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, I forgot they said Banana that. pulls through. Yeah, banana. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, see, I'm going bananas. My reasoning was opposite. I was thinking like, why would Shadow want to move closer to something annoying? Yeah, but I actually, vaguely yeah, remembered right. something like that. Okay, so actually, yeah, it's five then. Okay. After ages of looking over clues, or of course a random guess, you open a coffin door and success. The door leads to an empty passageway. Well, the good news is you haven't been killed by a hungry vampire. The bad news is more stairs. Jeez, really? With the candle in your hand as your only source of light, you follow the winding staircase down so many steps you feel like this tower goes on forever. Finally, you reach the bottom to find that you are not only at the bottom of the staircase, but the bottom of the tower. Oh, so it was the end. There's nothing in this room. No ghosts, no vampires, no suits of armor, no creepy, spoiled, lifelike dolls. Just a huge pair of metal doors, and best of all, they're open! Finally, this nightmare is over. You are free oh. to freedom. Yay. Oh, there's a final riddle. Oh. <laughs> Just as you are about to reach the exit, the doors slam shut, and you can hear cruel, manic laughter coming from behind you. Yes. Well, you should have seen this coming. You really, really should. Yeah, we probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> Reluctantly turning around, you find yourself face to face with the most menacing looking individual you've ever come across. Hitler. Cla- <laughs> I see you have solved my riddles. <laughs> Clad from head to toe in armor, holding a giant sword in his hand, and is that a skull on his breastplate? Yes. The man is defiantly evil lord material. I think they meant to say definitely, but they wrote defiantly. So. <laughs> Congratulations, the man cheers, applauding you with his mail clad hands. None of the peasants I've had brought to my tower ever had made it this far before. I must thank you, stranger. I was starting to grow very bored. Finally, a subject worthy of my riddles. I'm almost tempted to let you go. But no, I'm afraid your path ends here. As the evil lord speaks, you think you can hear a very faint sound of whispering. You try to make out what's being said, but the noise is cut off when the evil lord resumes his little rant. You see, peasant, there is no escape from this tower. Once you enter, your life is mine to do with as I please. I have all the darkest magic at my disposal. I could make you my ghostly slave, or an undead guard for my fortress, or I could always just feed you to my vampires. Still, since you have come so far, I think you've earned yourself a reward, yes? Yes. Sure. Yes. You think you can hear whispering again, but it's so faint that trying to make out the words is like trying to find a baby polar bear in a snowstorm. (laughs) <laughs> because they're extinct <laughs> oh. oh that's sad not really are you listening to me peasant here is the reward I offer you you have impressed me so much that I will allow you to choose the way you die we can go our own way <laughs> <laughs> there's that whispering again you think they said something about fighting him oh but it's got to be something creative Fight him, it's been so long since I've got to show off my magic Let me summon a fireball or strike you down with lightning or something. Nothing boring like asking me to chop off your head with my sword or anything like that. The Lord of the Tower then marches towards you, towering over you and looking down on you with malice in his eyes. Now then, peasant, the wizard says, how would you like to die? We can ask him to burn us with fire. We can ask him to shock us with lightning. We can ask him to chop our head off anyway. We can ask him to shoot us with an arrow. We can ask him to hang us with a noose. We can ask him to make a bottomless hole for you to fall down. You can tell him you want to be bitten by a poisonous snake. You can tell him you want to die of old age. You're not giving up that easily. Challenge him to a duel, or I need a hint. I said we challenge him to a fight. I think maybe challenging him to a duel will have him give a, like, we'll have a riddle. Oh, fight or something that or we should go with die of old age and he's like ah, ha, ha, you got me i think if we if we go with die with old, of old age then he'll just make like a really elderly man fall on us, <laughs> <laughs> us to death. 
<laughs> You've been crushed by a man in a walker. Should we try to duel him? <laughs> I think I that's the way to okay. go. Yeah. Okay. Challenge him to a duel. Let's duel it. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! music starts playing. <laughs> hey, you object, looking rather frustrated with this whole situation. You really think I'm just going to let you kill me? Come on. After all those riddles I solved, I at least deserve a fair fight. The wizard thinks about this a moment before reluctantly agreeing. Oh, very well. A fair fight it is. He then uses his magic to conjure up a sword which he throws to you, and you manage to catch by the hilt. All right, peasant, show me what you can do. The fight that follows is hardly impressive. Mostly it's you, just you swinging your sword around like a feather duster, while the wizard easily blocks your blows with his own blade. Obviously, he's not putting any effort into this battle. In fact, he even lifts his head and lets out a yawn of obvious boredom. You see your chance and take it. While the wizard's head is tilted upward, you ram your sword through the small gap in his armor. Into his neck! Oh. You've won! Or at least you what? think you've won until the sword in your hand starts to fade away into the air, leaving not even a scratch on the wizard's neck. Well, I suppose it wasn't such a fair fight after all, the evil lord remarks before shoving his sword right through your chest. Oh. <laughs> you drop to your knees, coughing and sputtering out blood with your last dying breath. You yell out, Cheater! <laughs> Um, well, okay, so that was not the right answer. I guess that was not the right answer. Those whispers lied to us. Yeah, douches. Oh yeah, what what were the whispers saying? Something about fighting, right? There's that whispering again. You think they said something about fighting him. Yeah, they did lie. Oh, unless maybe they were saying, don't fight him. (laughs) Okay, so I cheated a little bit, and I clicked I need a hint. Okay. And the hint it gives us is, why is it hard to find a baby polar bear in a snowstorm? Okay, so which of these would be, like, camouflage? What are the options again? Okay, we have fire, lightning, chop your head off, shoot you with an arrow, hang you with a noose, bottomless hole, poisonous snake, or die of old age. None of those. None of those are like camouflage. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just go with old age? Uh, yeah. Okay, I guess. Let's try old age. What if this is just like a, like a really nihilistic, like, choose your own adventure? Yeah. Where, like, you just, no matter what you pick, you die. There is no (laughs) end. It actually says that you can win. Ah. In the initial little Yeah, but define win. Because if he's like, you can win, but by win, I mean die, and I laugh at you. Right. Uh, Yeah, old age is not correct. Uh, You're feeling rather sneaky, and since the lord of the tower told you that you could choose the way you wanted to die, you tell him, I want to die of old age. Funnily enough, the wizard seems more than happy with your choice. Oh, wonderful, an excellent choice. I have the perfect aging spell, he tells you before he starts chanting one of his evil curses. Uh, no, that's not what I meant. Sadly, your objections are cut short when you suddenly feel your voice start to croak. You look down to see your hands are pale and wrinkled, and they only become more so until finally your flesh starts rotting, your bones begin to show, and eventually even your skeleton fades away, Hmm. and you become a pile of dust on the ground. Well, that's what you get for trying to be clever. So we've camouflaged as dust, and we'll just get blown away (laughs) through the vent. To the outside. And then we'll put ourselves back together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He specifically asked for fire or lightning. He specifically asked for not chopping off our head. We've died by an arrow previously. <laughs> We've had no encounters with nooses. Noosei, noostopods. <laughs> bottomless hole. And poisonous snake. Bottomless hole seems like the one that is that might have some sort of out. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. trick me, but it has nothing to do in my mind with the polar bear thing. Neither do any of these for me, though. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe the poisonous snake, because then you could like be like, "No, wait, snake, I'm your bro. Attack the wizard." <laughs> Maybe like we have a chance to uh, turn the snake on him. Yeah, something like that. It's hard to find a polar bear in a snowstorm because I'm on fire. 
<laughs> and I'm distracted. Because I'm surrounded by snakes. Or the the venom from the snake blinded me, so I can't find the polar bear. Be because finding a polar bear in a snowstorm is one in a million, and getting hit by lightning is one in a million, and therefore he should try and throw lightning at us. I want that to make nice. sense. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because you're blind? Do any of these make you blind? Poison. Maybe. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was saying with the venom. It could make you blind. Chopping your head off would technically make you blind. <laughs> it's hard to find a polar bear because I don't have a head. <laughs> okay, wait. What's the part in the actual story? What exactly is the phrasing about polar bear in a snowstorm? You think you can hear whispering again, but it's so faint that trying to make out the words is like trying to find a baby polar bear so in it's a quiet. snowstorm. Because he's loud. Yeah. It's, you can't hear a polar bear. Oh, so are there any of the ways that he can kill us that make him shut up? Oh, well, falling down the pit, we don't have to hear him anymore. Yeah, maybe the bottomless pit. And then we can hear the voices and they'll tell us what to do. Yeah, there you and go. then we'll just discover that we have schizophrenia. <laughs> oh, so you know what? Let's do the pit. That makes a twisted sort of sense to me. Let's do that. The Lord of the Tower seems utterly delighted by your choice. Ooh, a bottomless hole. That's a tricky one. Let's see if I can pull this off. With that, the wizard begins his spell, and after some chanting and elaborate hand flailing, the ground opens up beneath you, and you fall screaming for the longest time. But unfortunately, it turns out this hole isn't quite bottomless, and eventually you hit the ground and die. Oh. Okay. So we were wrong? I was. I wanted I was that really... logic to work. I was really impressed by that logic, and I thought we were on the correct path. <laughs> um, so we have the. Let's try chopping our heads off. Okay. Yeah, I mean that would make things pretty quiet. And he specifically says he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Like maybe uh, it's that simple. Okay. So let's spite him. The Lord of the Tower lets out a rather disappointed sigh. Really, with a sword? Couldn't you think of something a little more original? Getting eaten alive by rabid chipmunks, maybe? No. Oh, very well. I did say you could choose. And with that, the wizard draws his sword, and in an instant, your head is detached from your body and rolls across the floor. Okay. Does it roll out the door? <laughs> right. We win! <laughs> We're technically free! I win, bitch! <laughs> um, so that one's strong, too? Yeah. Okay, so we have so. lightning, fire, the noose, the, An arrow, the arrow, and the snake. We've been dancing around the snake. Let's try snake, I guess. Alright. Hmm, the wizard thinks about your request for a moment. Not the most creative death, but I suppose it will do. Suddenly, the wizard starts making these strange and rather creepy hissing noises. You wonder what on earth he's doing until suddenly you feel something cold and scaly rubbing against your leg. Well, it looks like the wizard can summon snakes! Before you have time to move, the snake sinks its teeth into your leg and you're left writhing in agony as the poison slowly sleeps, seeps through your body before finally killing you. Really? We are terrible at this. Okay. Noose! Go with the noose! Okay! I knew it! <laughs> oh, autoerotic asphyxiation is not the answer either. Um, really, If you, if you don't feel like reading through some of these, we won't, I won't make you do that. Yeah, no, we're dead. Okay. I mean... Noose... Okay, so what's left? Fire and lightning. Fire, lightning, and arrows. When did we die from arrows before? Somebody said that we already did that. It was the painting. The oh, painting right. We yeah. die from an arrow. Uh, is there any connection there that would make sense? I feel like that connection would only make sense if you had died from that. and then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not very creative, is it? Hmm. The wizard shoots you with an arrow and pierces your heart. Son of a so fire and lightning. Okay. Yep. Uh, lightning. Nope. Really? Shit. So it is fire. You cannot see, but beneath the wizard's helmet, his lips. You of course are consumed by the flame and die in screaming agony. Wait, that one's wrong too. Uh, yeah. So what? So other they up? all kill us. Fried to a crisp. Just a second. Let me go through all these in order. I think. Okay. Uh. Maybe we have to. Win. We have to die from all of them in the right order to get out. Oh, oh my gosh. That would be awful. Yeah, we've done all of them. Yep. There is so, no way to live. 
did we like forget to pick up a very important item? Um, I, I, yeah, because I'm a little pissed, but I don't want to say like, oh, this person is shit when like, oh, we just did it wrong. Maybe if you hit a try again, it doesn't give you the option to, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if you go you think back that, like, and try again, it. Um, so, well, it seems like we lost Eric. Uh, he seemed to have dropped out the call. We can't get him back. He's lost in the tower forever. <laughs> yeah, okay, Matt. So I guess you and I. So I, I'm the giraffe, and I took the the banana in my mouth, and I crashed through the wall, and we escaped. <laughs> I like that ending a lot better than the ones we were getting. <laughs> so we'll pretend uh, that was one of the choices. That was the only choice, and uh, we we won. Yay! No thanks Yay. to Sparkle Rose, whatever the person's name was. What was the name of the? Uh, Briar Rose, I think. Was Briar the Rose, and the story was something tower, and we yeah. can't seem to find uh, it ourselves. We're we're kind of tower. We're, yeah, we're kind of lost without Eric. <laughs> um, but we hope you enjoyed our story and didn't die just like Eric, um, in the process. <laughs> if you enjoyed our podcast, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. That stands for Go Your Own Way. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes under the podcast section and on ACN.TV. That's our host thing where we post our articles and you can see other cool podcasts as well. I guess we should, I forgot to mention this before, but Matt, you're part of the uh, Super Circuit cast. Yeah, Super Circuit Cast. Uh, we have a new podcast every Wednesday um, comes out, and we mostly talk about stupid video game stuff. Um, so check that out if you're into video games and stupid stuff. Yay! Um, so, and Jen is on that one as well. Yeah, she when, joins us occasionally. When she's not at Disneyland. So. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I, I've been on there once or twice. So yeah. It's a good one. And... Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Thanks for listening, listeners, as you always do. <laughs> Unless you're not listening to this. Then <laughs> I guess you're not. In which case, I don't know how you've entered into this area. <laughs> but congratulations. <laughs> um Thanks Matt for joining us. Uh yeah. it's, it's a yeah. bit late, so we're gonna we're gonna cut it off here. <laughs> but uh hopefully Eric will rise from the dead by next week. <laughs> We'll, we'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> That's a good cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. If you're looking for more magical podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.